I greet you all in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In this our first podcast for the new year, I would like to speak on the subject of being radically committed to God. Father God, I commit all who hear this podcast and pray that you open their inner hearts, inner minds, and that they will, O oh God, learn from these and apply the teachings to their lives. And Father, that you visit with them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For those who accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, you committed yourself on that day to be the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because you did accept that he died for you on the cross for your sins and rose for your justification, you became a child of God. According to John chapter 1 verse 12, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to be called the sons and daughters of God. But then the problem arises. Many of us who have made this commitment to God equate that commitment with that to a church organization or a denomination or a leader of an organization or ministry. Many of us believe that so long as we are committed to our church or the leader or both, we are really committed to God. But that's not what being committed to God means. When you are committed to God, you are committing yourself to be in fellowship with Him. What does the Bible tell us? In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1, I quote, Imitate me even as I imitate Christ. So the question is, how do you know that your leader or church is imitating Christ? Because if he or she is not imitating Christ, or the organization or ministry are not promoting the kingdom of God values, then you are being misled. And I have God's word to speak to you today. In Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 1, New Living Translation, it says, What sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were expected to care for, says the Lord. And continuing in Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 16, it says, and this is what the Lord is telling you today, hearing my voice. I read, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says to his people. Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you. Filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise my word, don't worry. The Lord says you have peace. 
And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say, No harm will come your way. I just read Jeremiah 23, 16-17. Isn't it what goes on in our churches today? Many are welcoming of every manner of people in the church. And nothing is said about sin, about following the ways of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the leaders themselves are complicit. The leaders themselves are leading people astray because they are also doing those things that they cannot in good conscience condemn from the pulpits. Unless you say, oh, you, why did, you just read from the Old Testament. We follow the New Testament. Okay, hear what the Holy Spirit is telling you now. And I'm going to read 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 to 2. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars. And their consciences are dead. Praise God. That is why in Acts chapter 2 verse 17 God's word said in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Acts chapter 2 verse 17, the New Living Translation. God knew that in these last days, many leaders, pastors, general overseers, by whatever name they go, is not important are not teaching the doctrines of God, but doctrines of demons and doctrines of self. Many are there to enrich their pockets. Many are there to promote themselves. And so they can only bring to you what they know, which is self. Mammon, money, 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 money. That's all we hear in churches. Bring your offerings, bring your tithes. We don't hear much about holiness and righteousness. We don't hear about suffering for the kingdom unless suffering means bring money for one project or the other. So we continue to enable these imposters. Yet when you repented, God came and visited you. And he told you, I have poured my spirit on you. You can prophesy, you can teach. But how do you do it except you submit yourself to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ by doing what? Studying the scriptures meditatively. That's the only way you can say, I am radically committed to God. Two things, shun the world and the ways of the world. And then be fully committed to God and his ways. His ways are not viewed from the worldly prism they are not to be desired. But when you do embrace him, he gives you the grace to see that his ways are superior to that of the world and that in him you have peace. A peace that surpasses every understanding and gives you joy in the Holy Spirit. Now to know if you are truly a follower of Christ, if you have really committed yourself to Christ, 
answer the following questions. Why did you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Was it to get wealth? To get healed? Or was it really to get to know God in appreciation for having saved you and I from our sins? Number two, have you really made a U-turn from sin and the world? You can't continue to be entangled with unbelievers, with worldly things, and you are saying, I'm fully committed to God. No, you're either committed to God or you're committed to the world. There's no middle ground. Number three, do you stand up for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ wherever you go? Or are you ashamed to admit you're a follower of Christ? Unless when it is in this new euphemism, you are, you know, I'm born again. And you flaunt yourself in a way that is indistinguishable from anybody else around. You are born again, you claim, but there's nothing to show. No evidence of being born again in the way you speak, in the way you dress, in the way you, have, you make associations, in the way you conduct your business. No, it's the same as before. No, it cannot be. You cannot be born again and you're still doing the same things you used to do before you were born again. If you say so, you are a hypocrite. If I say so, I am a hypocrite. Are you ashamed to admit you're a follower of Christ in every place you go? Because if you're a follower of Christ, you're proud you are. Even if that means you are going to be shunned, you are going to be spoken ill of, does it really matter? After all, the day you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, you handed over your life to Christ. And the Christ in you now should not, cannot be ashamed if truly you have embraced him. The last question, are you ready to die for the Lord Jesus Christ if the need were to arise? If you have answers that are in any way, one of them is negative to all this, then I plead with you this minute to make that radical commitment today as part of your New Year resolution. In fact, that's the only New Year resolution that's important. Because with radical commitment to God brings radical obedience. And if you truly commit yourself to Him this New Year, I give you the assurance that his grace is more than sufficient to enable you to obey him in all matters. Thank you for listening. Dear God, I've given your children your word. I pray, oh God, that you visit them in their closets and that your countenance will shine upon them as they make a radical commitment to follow you and you alone. Dear Father, let them know that you are indeed present in their lives and that your grace is more than sufficient for them to run this race. Envelope them in your hands and preserve them from this day until they see your face in glory. All this I ask in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and rose for our justification. Amen. Blessings. Thank you for listening.